What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. Love to hear how your weekend was. Uh, feel free to reach out to us that way. Uh, today it's uh, Monday, April twenty fourth. Did you have a good weekend, Ken? Had a great weekend. Anything? Uh, anything of note? That's uh, fun stuff that you did. Uh, what, what did we do Saturday? Saturday was Record Store Day. I yeah, don't, I don't know one of those yet. If you like vinyl. Great opportunity to get down. I went to the Arts District in Benton Harbor at Three Pillars. That you're, was fun. You're a big vinyl fan. I do right? like vinyl. Yep. What was the? Uh, what, what did you get? Anything good? <laughs> was there? Because I know on for Record Store Day, for people yeah. that don't know Record Store Day, this is where not only do you buy records and go to the record store, but also a lot of bands yeah. will release stuff specially for that day. Oh yeah, it's it's a nostalgia it's a big nostalgia time and oftentimes you'll find, you know, either un previously unreleased cuts of okay. familiar songs, B-sides, you know, cool. stuff that didn't really make the the main release sure. uh, that they kept in, but it was a lot of fun. I think I think Taylor Swift had stuff. I procured a Police album. Ooh. Yeah, I like the Police. They had they had like another unreleased. Well, I don't know. Or I mean, it special might have been, edition. I haven't listened to it yet. Um the whole thing I I listened to one side, mm. but there there was a release with a previously unreleased version. The lyrics were different. You know, I mean, just geeky stuff. It's fun. Well, that's what I, speaking of geeking out, that's what I do like about records as yeah. opposed to a CD is because the CD is, the, the book is only so big and yeah. you can have all the notes and things and lyrics, but with the record being so big, you can put all kinds oh, of yeah. cool stuff in there. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Michigan's own Jack White puts, is notorious for putting, well, um, famous for yes. putting out <laughs> Great records. His vinyl, sometimes they play backwards. Mm -hmm. They play from the inside out. No way. Yeah, I have one of those. So, so, so you play it backwards and yeah. it's like the devil? Well, it's not. No, no. You play it <laughs> to play it forwards. You have to play it backwards. But one of the things oh, I wow. did. So speaking of CDs, my 17-year-old boy, he actually was looking for CDs. Mm -hmm. and he got a Billy Joel Piano Man nice. on CD because he still has a CD player in his car. Um, my 12-year-old got uh, Kiss, Rock and Roll, something or other. I don't okay. know. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he discovered vinyl. Yeah, Jack White's pretty great. Oh, he's amazing. One, I, I would say one of the people that really helped this record, love of records, yes. really actually take off on the actual building sense because yeah. he said, hey, I want to start making records again. Yeah. Uh, there are no record machines anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go find this old one, reha rehab it. And yeah, he's just, it's taken off. Been to a couple of his places, uh, Third, Third Man, Man Records, records yeah. in Nashville, in Detroit. Have not been to the one in London yet. Oh, there's one in London. I think we should go. Very nice. Yeah. I've always wanted to try out the, um, he's got that old school, uh, this is something you could do back in the days. You yeah. could go into like a phone booth yes. size thing, go and record, and then you'd come out <laughs> and it would... It would cut it on a record. It was out of order the day we visited, <sighs> but there was a little placard that said Neil Young went in there and did this album, so nice. it was really cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool going to the Bids for Barks event uh, oh, yeah. at the Inn at Harbor Shores. That was a, a great event, and I think... Uh, uh, they made a lot of money for uh, not only Pause of Hope, which we know and love, because uh, Robin is 
the person working behind the scenes that helps us with Furry Friends Friday and connecting us with a lot of these organizations, and then the uh, the Friends of Berrien County Animal Control, uh, they had a lot of projects and things they were going to do. Uh, I believe is one of their biggest projects was a mobile spay and neuter clinic oh. that they were going to try and have uh, right here in our area, which I didn't know is not really readily available. Huh. Uh, to the community. So that's one of their hopes. Um, so looking forward to hearing more news from from them about that. Did you buy anything? Uh, I tried a few of the silent auction items, got outbid, but I did get like 50-50 tickets. Okay. Uh, Brock down the hall got a Prada wallet. Ooh, a Prada wallet. A Prada that's wallet. That's fancy. He, uh, I don't know if he's going <laughs> to use it or if his wife. We're not really sure. But I said, even if you sell it, I do want pictures of like fashion show. He needs uh, to show it off because it is pretty cool. If you buy a Prada wallet, do you have anything left to put in it? No. <laughs> he got a, I will say he got a great deal on okay, it. Okay, okay. It is, it is, he paid less than the value, the actual retail value. Okay. So that was, I think, a good purchase. For a good cause. For a great cause. Yeah. Uh, so that was really awesome. A lot of good people that we got to see. Even though the weather was bad, I was able to grill out a little bit yesterday, huh? so that was nice. But when I was at Bids for Barks, what I noticed is a lot of kids were uh, taking pictures for prom. Oh, yeah. And yeah. some of those kids dressed way better than I would have dressed back then. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Friday night, went bowling, did not see any prom people there. No? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. No, they didn't go bowling. Maybe they went on Saturday. Yeah, could be. Do you remember your first prom? Uh, my first and last prom, yes. You only went to one? I only went to one. Why? And she wasn't even my girlfriend. Oh. It was kind of a charity date. Yeah. she. I did a couple I of was the. I was the, I was oh, the recipient so. of the charity. Ken, I know it's your senior year. <laughs> Can't get any dates. Haven't gone yet. Oh. Yeah. I went to a few proms. I was actually a prom representative. Okay. Which was great for me because it was, it, I thought it was a smart idea because I was a prom representative for a tux shop. Oh. And so if I just told my friends, hey, some referrals, <laughs> you get 10% off, you get 10% off. I then got free, uh, a free tuxedo. Nice. for So I didn't have to pay any money. That's nice. Did you take a cool car with you? No, I, I had no car. That's, oh. that's a long story. That's a very long story. But I, I not only did I not have a real date for the mm -hmm. prom, I had to get out of there early so she could meet up with her boyfriend. Oh, man. It was tragic. That is tragic. I have a very similar story to that. Okay. But again, we'll, we'll get to those another day. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to start wearing shorts. It is shorts. <laughs> Uh, the shorts are ready. I bought a new pair of shorts and I'm ready to wear them, but it, it's not quite warm enough. Yet. Are they cargo shorts? They are not cargo shorts. Okay, because apparently we we can't. Those got canceled. Really? Yeah. A couple of years back, there were stories saying, "Guys, you can't wear cargo shorts anymore." Those were my favorite shorts. Where are you gonna pull your stuff? Exactly. Cell phone, wallet. Compass. Random stuff that you find. <laughs> You're gonna go to the beach. Bring some sand with you. Yeah. Rocks. I don't know why that has to get canceled. There's yeah. a lot of other clothing items that need to be canceled. <laughs> and why does cargo shorts fit? Cargo shorts. <sighs> cargo pants, are those out? 
Well, I I think by association, but I still have a pair. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, well, it's time for Got Something to Say, where we talk to our friends and neighbors about things that are happening here in our community and a lot of things always happening. But if you know of stuff, uh, maybe you're part of a nonprofit organization, you say, hey, we've got an event, we've got a program we really like to highlight. These are great things for Got Something to Say. It's brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. And you can also listen to those conversations uh not only during the morning show, but also check out the podcast. But I want to share one with you right now. My guest today is Sarah Snewing. She is from Market Van Buren. Hello, Sarah. How are you? I am great. The sun is shining. There's no snow, so it's pretty <laughs> hard to complain. That is good stuff. Tell me a little bit more about what you do uh, there, Sarah, over at Market Van Buren. Yeah, so uh, I am Sarah Snowink. I'm the Programs and Projects Manager for Market Van Buren. Um, Market Van Buren is part of the Connexus Group family of organizations. So as a family of organizations, we're committed to inspiring positive economic change. And the way Market Van Buren as a part of that family of organizations goes about that uh, is we're really focused on creating an environment that supports economic growth, specifically in Cass and Van Buren counties. My role in that is supporting programs and projects that benefit local businesses and local communities uh, to help make them uh, either stronger in terms of a business or make communities a better place where people want to live, work, and play. Yeah, it's really important. And uh, I, I'm surprised, you know, even just to hear about the Cass County side of things, because when I hear Market Van Buren, you know, yeah, you have Cass, but you did, I guess you didn't want to have a super really long name by saying Market Van Buren Cass. Uh, it would get a little confusing. But was that was that something that sort of added to the, the I guess, the, the work that you guys are doing at some point? Yeah, that's the big elephant in the room. So the history is that we started out in Van Buren County and we only served Van Buren County. Um, however, in the last year and a half, um, we've been working with uh, Van Buren County and their board of commissioners to actually bring our services down there. Uh, so we'll be officially turning five this fall um, and we're hoping to be able to unveil a new name. We don't think it'll be Market Van Buren Cast. It'll be something a little bit more concise, um, but we're headed in that direction. Uh, we definitely serve both counties and know that the name isn't necessarily representative of that. Sure. And I mean, and that's something that's really great, though, to see that you have done such great work in, in one county and then also expanded that into, into more. And that just uh, goes to show that you guys are doing great work uh, and helping a lot of uh, people in, in the community and businesses. So it's working uh, for sure. And people need to know more about uh, the resources and things that you guys have uh, and that you offer. I, I heard there's some exciting grant funded projects that were recently announced. Tell me a little bit about those, Sarah. Yeah, we're really excited to be sharing publicly um, four programs in Van Buren and Cass County or four projects uh, that have been funded uh, through the MEDC, that's the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. They released a program last year called RAP, which stands for Revitalization and Placemaking. And this was basically an opportunity for communities, developers, business owners uh, to tap into some, some funds that would either one, support the revitalization of new build, uh, old buildings. So mm -hmm. looking at buildings that maybe um, were closed during COVID or they're in a downtown area and they've been abandoned long time, really looking at reactivating that space 
piece. Um, and then the second use of the funds was placemaking. So looking at permanent things, uh, pieces of infrastructure and communities that add to quality of life. So things like parks or splash pads, areas for outdoor dining. Um, and so last year we worked with a number of communities to vet uh, a number of potential projects. Um, ultimately, we were able to support four. And so we're now in a position where we're able to announce that $1.3 million in total is coming to Van Buren and Cass counties for four different projects. Three are located in Van Buren County. Uh, the first is in Covert. Their community park received funding to expand their play area, add a picnic pavilion, add some walking trails. The village of Lawton received funding to convert a vacant lot downtown to a town square. Basically, it's going to be a facility that can be used for farmers markets, amphitheaters, outdoor movies, outdoor dining. It's going to be a real hub in the community for an outdoor space and activities. And then also the Lucky Wolf Cafe and Pawpaw received funding. Uh, that is a historic uh, playhouse. It used to be a church. It was converted to a playhouse. It's been a number of things historically, but now it's a really great coffee shop, a space for performances and coffee roasting. And so they're using their funding to revitalize uh, that building and build a loud, large outdoor patio area. Yeah. And then lastly, in Cass County, the village of Marcellus received funding uh, to renovate their streetscape downtown um, and convert a vacant lot into a park that's focused on offering a space for outdoor dining. Um, a lot of these dollars um, originated at the federal level. There was a big focus on COVID. And certainly we don't want to think about another pandemic, but if it does happen, these spaces have been built so that there's still opportunities for people to go outside, um, patronize businesses and, and do so in a way that's safe. I love that. that. I mean, those are four, like you said, really awesome projects. And, and that really uh, not only makes something look great, uh, but like you said, the, even some of those flexible spaces, I think that that is also uh, really an awesome thing. And and everybody loves going into it, driving into a town and seeing the old buildings and the, there's the nostalgic factor. But sometimes those old buildings, they need a little love and it's not always easy for one person to be able to do and to be able to you know, make that space a usable space again, but also a beautiful space that they can uh, they can call you know home and and people look forward to coming and checking some of that stuff out. That a Lucky Wolf place sounds like a place I'd love to go and uh, try out for sure. Uh, what about are there any other projects that are maybe coming up or uh, you know if there's an organization or there's a town that says hey we we really think that we could do something here. How how do they go about? Uh, getting to that point. So one thing I do want to highlight is RAP is coming out with round two. So okay. there's $100 million that are coming available from the state right now to fund similar projects. So I would say if there's a community or a developer or a nonprofit, those are the three eligible categories for this grant program. And they're thinking, man, you know, we do have a building downtown that we'd like to, to reinvigorate. We'd like to see life put in there. Or we have this space that we'd really like to uh, turn into a community park or, or a splash pad or something like that. Um, the first thing to do is uh, check out the state's website and just take a look through those grant parameters and make sure the project you're envisioning seems on the surface level to be a good fit. So you can visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash wrap uh, and then click on wrap round two. 
the other thing to consider is there's going to be a training coming up April 25th, uh, which is another opportunity to ask the state about questions related to project eligibility. Um, having said all that, though, we know a lot of our communities uh, don't necessarily have the capacity to take on grant writing. Grant writing can be a real beast, and it does require a degree of expertise to do successfully. Um, and so this is one of the spaces where for businesses or projects located in Cass or Van Buren counties, we can provide support. So if there are folks that have a project that they're interested in, I'd encourage them to reach out to me. Um, they can drop a comment on our website, marketvanburen.org, through the contact us link and uh, get a hold of me and I'd be happy to sit down to talk about their project and, and help them navigate that, that grant writing process. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's certainly helpful. And, and you know, backtracking just as a smidge just to uh, what you would mention about those those projects you were able to help implement. How was Market Van Buren kind of involved in helping those projects get to the finish line to make it happen? Yeah, that, that brings up another good point about this next round, too. So, um Market Van Buren worked with our partners over in Kalamazoo at Southwest Michigan first to develop a regional sub-grant program, mm. which is a big jargony way of saying we group together a bunch of small projects yeah. uh, to make them more competitive and more likely to be funded. So this is something we're looking at again for round two. Um, the minimum project size for a standalone project uh, for placemaking is a quarter of a million dollars and a half a million dollars if you're looking at building renovation. And we know that's beyond the scope of what a lot of communities and small-time developers are looking at. So if folks are interested in doing projects, but they don't quite fit to that size, we're trying to gauge community interest for a subgrant program. Oh. So if no matter the size of your project, if RAP is something you think you're interested in and you're in Cass or Van Buren counties, I'd encourage folks to reach out to us again at our website, marketvanburen.org, use the contact us form um, so that we can talk about that project and how we might be able to group several of these projects together to make a more competitive application. That's really great. Uh, and you guys are certainly helpful with a lot of different things. Do you, like you mentioned about people maybe not being able to be great at grant writing, do you assist with some of that stuff and kind of walking them through something as simple as just kind of getting it to the, uh, to the point of, of actually a, a successful grant that is now written? Do you, do you assist with that stuff? Depending on the type of project, we can provide different yeah. degrees of support for grant writing. Um, we are a small staff, so there's sure. always a question of capacity. Mm -hmm. But for projects that are directly in line with economic development priorities identified by our board, that's certainly something we can do. Um, we're also always happy to be a, a first resource. Uh, so if folks are looking at anything that's going to improve workforce development or improve the strength of a business or improve the quality of life in a community, um, we would be happy to be a part of those conversations. That's awesome. Yeah. And like you mentioned, this wrap is, is just one of the things that may be available to people in the, the Van Buren and Cass County area. So it's really a good idea to reach out to you about really anything that they have going on. That, like you said, that covers all those bases of helping the community uh, and increasing workforce and, and ever, all of the above, really. Uh, so they should reach out to you and get more information. Again, Sarah, good place for us to kind of get things started, not only with this program, but just anything you guys have at Marker Van Buren. If folks are interested in talking more about the projects they have going on, a great way to reach us is at marketvanburen.org and using the contact us form. Wonderful.
beautiful. Definitely go check that out and uh, see all the great things and and visit some of the communities like you mentioned that and see some of these projects uh, completed and uh, go visit and patronize some of that because that also helps boost the economy when you're doing that stuff too. So thank you so much, Sarah, for all the great work that, like you said, a small but mighty staff uh, over there at Market Van Buren. Thank you so much for uh, for taking some time with me. Well, thank you for having me, Johnny. And if you'd like to be part of Got Something to Say, you can simply reach out by emailing Let's Talk at WSJM.com. If you got a program, uh, maybe your organization has a fundraiser coming up or uh, anything that you think people should know about, feel free to reach out either by email or you can also call the voicemail 925-WSJM. Operators are standing by. My dog waiting patiently at home to catch your phone calls uh, on the voicemail. That's, that's his one job. <laughs> and he still fails at it. Um, but you can also hear got something to say, not only during the morning show, but also in the afternoon uh, at Does 530. Does he take emails? He, mm, his typing <laughs> skills are not that great. He has a small reach. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's like with the kids these days. They don't want to talk on the phone. Yeah, they don't want to talk on the phone. Um, so, yeah, he'll he'll catch all that stuff for you. But uh, you can uh, reach out. Check out the podcast anytime. I've got something to say. A lot of good conversations there at WSJM.com and the WSJM app. Joined by uh, Ken Lundberg, our news director. Hello. There is a lot of things going on in the news. Uh, one thing that, uh, one phrase we can't get away from, and it's always been a headline for, I don't even know how many weeks going on now, um, especially on the national side, is the the debt ceiling. <laughs> the raising of the debt ceiling. Where's it going to go? What's going on with it? So let's try to make sense of the whole thing. I want to hire these contractors because they keep building a ceiling that just keeps going oh, up. Yeah. And up and up. I think it's at thirty-one trillion dollars right now, and we bumped up against it again. Yeah, that is a. Uh, it's it's going like sunroof, moonroof uh, style. <laughs> Jupiter. Like, yeah, roof. like let's uh, let's just open this up a little bit. So clearly, uh, federal government still working on how to get around the debt ceiling. You can, uh, by statute, you have to you have to stop borrowing when you reach a ceiling. Yeah. In the federal government, they've reached that ceiling, I think, 40 some odd times over the last few decades. They've reached it again. They reached it earlier this week, uh, earlier this year. We've been talking about, OK, well, what will Congress do to avoid Social Security mm -hmm. checks from stopping? Right. Because that's what will happen is Congress, if they can't, if the federal government can't spend money, they'll have to stop sending out money. Mm hmm. And so they're trying to work around this. How do we lift the debt ceiling when we have a Republican House and a Democrat Senate and a Democrat president? So politics, as you can imagine, are at play. But, oh, always. But, but there's, there, just like there's sunshine outside right now, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Let's hope they're now thinking about, okay, maybe the Problem Solvers Caucus mm. has a solution. Who's on this problem solvers caucus? Several lawmakers who are pretty smart and they're thinking if Congress doesn't want to take responsibility for solving mm -hmm. it, we can do what we do a lot of times, which is create a special commission. Ah, the yes. special commission will work off on the sidelines and they'll be the, the, the adults in the room who will bring a proposal that says, all right. Let's let's take the heat mm -hmm. down a little bit. Let's bring the temperature down. Let's figure out how we can increase the debt ceiling and at the same time placate folks who want to reduce spending by saying we'll put some budgetary measures in the mix and 
will will eventually end up where we're going to raise the debt ceiling. So they've got a proposal on the table to take the question off until the end of 2024. Okay. We'll temporarily raise the debt ceiling. We'll put some budget controls in place that basically say you can't spend this much, but you can spend this much as long as you stay within your budget, folks. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I need my own problem solvers caucus. Exactly. <laughs> a commission, so, an independent yeah. commission to work it out. Yeah. Maybe next time anybody calls me like, uh, you need to pay your credit card. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, I've got my I've got my problem solvers caucus <laughs> working on that. So yeah. if we can just mm, let's push that back a little bit. But so the problem where's the problem starters caucus because I feel well, like there's a lot of people in that one. Yeah, there that that's Congress. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. what that's called. All right, <laughs> gotcha. Congress. But uh, that not on the national scale is affecting things, but uh, it can affect a lot of different things. A lot of people keeping their eye on on that, not only uh, in the news but locally, that could affect some stuff as well. It does. It does. And in fact, if you think about some of the problems that um, uh, economic problems that people are facing today. It starts with the cost of eggs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why are the cost of eggs so high? Because of inflation. Why is inflation so high and why is it unabated? It's because some people would say the federal government keeps putting a lot of money into the into the economy. Sure. They did that during the pandemic to help things keep going. Okay, fine. So what's the what's the impact of that long term? Well, You've seen the housing crisis mm -hmm. where uh, housing continues to become unaffordable for some people. And part of that is, well, what's the assessed value of the property? If the cost of housing keeps going up, then the value of the housing keeps going up. Then the assessed value has mm -hmm. to keep going up. And what are you taxed on? You're taxed on the assessed value. Exactly. So every, every so often cities, counties have to report to the state, what's the assessed value? What's the equalized value of what you, of the of the real property in your area, right. and so what this essentially means is your assessments are going to go up. They have gone up. They went up. Uh, the equalized property value last year in Berrien County rose five point two percent. Jeez, that was last year. This year, fourteen point three percent increase. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> They talked about this at the Berrien County Commission last week, and there was a lot of that as, yeah. of, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, this is the highest that it's gone up. And, and they, re they realize, they recognize people's wages are only going up maybe 5%. Right. If that. It's not balancing out. It's not balancing and out. The, the, lines are, the lines are not going the way that you'd like. You'd li you always like them to, as all that stuff goes up, everything else kind of follows suit yeah. and they, they go on that path. But a lot of them are intersecting and some going in the wrong direction as the other one is going up. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you look at your, like my house, I can say, oh, well, the assessed value or even just if I look up on online and say, you know, <laughs> you could sell your house for this much. And you you start to think, oh, dollar signs, there's a lot of profit that could be made. But if you don't want to move, then, yeah, you're looking at your assessed value. All of that stuff yeah. continues to go up. And that just means more money going out uh, out of your pocket to deal well deal with. So. And, and, you, and the funny thing you point out, OK, look rich on paper. Well, that that you, you take that to the coffee right. shop and you get nothing for it. But the county and the city and the local governments, they say, well, we've we've got to assess. We've got to raise the taxes to accommodate that increased value. Yeah. So I feel like I want to go next time I go to the restaurant or next time I go to uh, get coffee is like, well, it's you know, it's five dollars. Oh, but. <laughs> 
according to this, uh, I, I know I don't have the cash, but the uh, the assessed value of my house <laughs> is this much. So, so how this about dollar we just is we, really worth about ten? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the assessed value of this five dollar bill is actually ten dollars. So why don't we just uh, why don't you give me change back? So it doesn't work that I way. I think people can rest assured people are looking at it. They're trying to understand exactly how to handle this in the long yeah. term. But in the short term, it's going up. Yep, and people are certainly worried about that. So we'll we'll keep our eyes on that stuff. Uh, stay in the news. Uh, stay informed of all the news and happenings. Go to WSJM.com and the WSJM app. Love to chat about a lot of different things that are happening in the news. Um, I'll, I'll start it off with posing this question. Ken, uh, do you, have you ever bet on anything? Yes, and it was a horrible experience. Like casino, or did you actually like bet on like a a, a sports a sports ball game? Teenage uh, dice, dice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> was it like in a back alley somewhere? More or less. Okay. A friend's basement. A bunch of us were around, and I I lost twenty dollars on one roll, and I was very very angry and upset, and I never bet again. Oh man, yeah, we used to do that when I was in uh, school, even elementary school, in the bathroom, like in between bathroom yeah. breaks or in between classes. We're like, hey, let's put a couple of dollars on this. Yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, but not so fun for uh, <laughs> some players in the NFL. Detroit Lions uh, have a few players that are involved in this, and then also the Washington Washington Commanders, uh, four players from the Detroit Lions, and one guy from Washington Commanders have been suspended for gambling. Oh, come on. Yeah, and this isn't good because for the Lions fans, this is uh, the first round pick of the Lions, oh. wide receiver Jamison Williams, who we were really looking forward to seeing play because he was injured most of last season. Uh, he's one of the biggest names, uh, along with fellow wide receiver Stanley Barry Hill, suspended for only... Six games. That's a lot. That is a lot, but not as much as what some of these other players got. Another Lions wide receiver, Quintez Cephas, uh, in safety, CJ Moore, suspended indefinitely. Wow. Indefinitely. I'm sorry, did you say, what? Are, do we know what they were betting on? Uh, I got to look at a little bit more on what exactly they were betting on, but there was also Washington Commanders uh, defensive end, uh, Shaka Tony, yeah. as well as uh, they... They can reapply, they say, for uh, reinstatement after one year, but it's it's a whole mess. Um, everybody uh, saw this happened last year, too. Uh, there was a wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Got suspended for the whole entire season. Um, yeah, suspended. I'm pretty sure they get a list of things not to do. You would think so. When they get wealthy like that. And you get history of all these different things that they were betting on, but I uh, want to see exactly what they were betting on. Um, but, you know, the, I mean, the, the, the tremendous opportunity that they have to, to play mm -hmm. something they love to do, sports, and then to throw it all away on a, on a, on a bet. Yeah, they didn't say exactly what they were uh, what they were betting on, but the you know they say like we're disappointed in the decisions that were made by mm. these players and and all of that stuff. But that sucks for Lions fans because yeah. those are some those are some key players yeah. into what could be a playoff run. A lot of hopes were riding on that. But why would you bet on something with yeah. all the millions of dollars that you have? <laughs> yeah. Why would you say mm, I'm going to bet on this or my thought is, um, why wouldn't you have a guy that does that? <laughs> you have all of these personal assistants and people within your posse. 
why can't you just have that one person that's like, you are my, you're my betting person. Yeah. Under the table, let's let's make some bets and do all I that. I think they call that a bookie. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that's legal. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but hey, there's a lot of illegal activities <laughs> that happen. So yeah. we'll we'll see what ends up happening if they appeal it and if, see if they end up uh, serving less time. But those players that are suspended indefinitely. Yeah, that's tough. Don't know if they're coming back. Yikes. So kids, something you shouldn't do. Don't yeah. bet on if you're a person. If you're a professional athlete, don't bet on sports. Or, or if you just want to hang on to your money. Yeah, you could probably just hang on those millions of dollars yeah. that you have. But there are some things that kids should be doing, and there's actually something uh, cool for those that want to get into IT, IT. internet yeah. technology. I mean, apparently this internet thing is going to hang around. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, the internet tubes are warmed up now. Things are trucking along. Now, Whirlpool Foundation is is funding a get IT Summit for Berrien County Girls this week. Between 150 and 180 girls from the 9th, we should probably call them young ladies. Why are they called girls here? 9th through 12th grade will oh, be yeah, at the Lake. Young adults. Young adults uh, will be at the Lake Michigan College Mental Center from 8.30 to 1.30 tomorrow to talk yeah. technology and work on IT projects. If you think you know what you want to do career-wise mm-hmm. in IT, you're probably wrong because that job probably won't exist by the time you get out of high school. Mm-hmm. So they're going to think about, they're going to talk about how are, how's technology transforming not only the way we work, but what we do for careers. So right. great opportunity for, for young people to get uh, schooled up on careers in IT at Lake Michigan College Mendel Center, courtesy Whirlpool Foundation. Yeah, there's a definitely gender gap uh, with IT especially, Huge. but we know there's some great people uh, yes. that are leaders at, at Whirlpool and a lot of other big companies. There's been, uh, you know, Girls Who Code is another thing that I know is big. And we just uh, a while back at the Mendel Center had somebody that started uh, Goldie Blocks, which was another uh, really big into STEM activities. And for those who don't know, the chief information officer for the global company mm-hmm. right down the road here, Whirlpool Corporation, is a female. Yes, she Danny is. Brown, great quality individual. That's really awesome. So that's good stuff. Also, uh, I noticed uh, reading this over the weekend, voter turnout uh, highest <laughs> in the nation here for young voters uh, in Michigan. And yeah. wondering if this is going to continue because as we are about mm, a week or so away from some big elections that young people should be really uh, on the lookout for. A lot of schools A lot of school for bond. things. Yeah, if you're 18 or older um, and you're registered to vote in Michigan next week is a special election May 2nd. A lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of school bond questions are coming around. This study was conducted by the Center for Information and Research on Civic Learning and Engagement. CIRCLE is their, their acronym and they are a group out of I think, I think they got the information from Tufts mm. out of Massachusetts and so the, they looked at youth turnout for voting in 2022, um, and Michigan had the highest youth turnout in the country at 37%. Minnesota, Maine, Oregon, Colorado also all had above 30%. Do you want to guess the lowest turnout states? Ooh. <laughs> mm. I'm going to get you on this one. I'm going to, I'm thinking big. So I'm thinking like some California, New York, or. No, we're looking at lowest Lowest turnouts. Oh, man. Uh, Smallest states, maybe? Delaware, Rhode Island. I'll I'll help you. Um, One rhymes with Oklahoma. Oklahoma, (laughs) okay. Oklahoma was one. Alabama, Indiana. Oh, 
Had them Come on, the on Indiana. Yeah, right? West Virginia and Tennessee. They all had youth turnout at or below 15%. Jeez. Yeah, it was low. Those young voters need to need to step up because it is some pretty important stuff that does affect your uh, life and yeah. your future. I know a lot of colleges between LMC and SMC around here locally, a lot of people really pushing the the getting the the vote out and getting the information, getting just simply getting them registered. Yes, you know, not taking them to the polls or anything no. like that, but at least getting registered because it's it's, it's an important civic duty uh, that people have and. Something you should be doing. Yeah, not only a civic duty, uh, I'll just put this disclaimer out there, not only a civic duty to vote in elections and serve jury duty if you're called for that, but also to get educated on what what is it, the questions that are going to come before voters. Right. Before you get to the polls. Don't do same day type stuff. Do I have to serve in jury duty? Absolutely. It's fascinating. Oh, fascinating. Civic duty. I did get a call a while back, but <laughs> I, I luckily haven't had to do it. I would like to do it one time, but I think one time and I'm good. It's an eye-opening experience, especially if you're not just on the pettit jury, you're on the grand jury. Ooh. You get all those big cases. Oh, man. I I I have trouble deciding what to wear. <laughs> I don't know if I want to decide someone else's uh, life yeah. or their fate on what they have to do. <laughs> and your Moody on the Market update brought to you by Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. And Ken Lundberg, we've got a, a few things in here, uh, kind of a, a things to save the date for Oh yeah, uh, that affect people uh, that might want to not only road trip, but also those that uh, are part of our aging population, yes. which really... You start aging from the time you're born, so <laughs> there's a lot of things. But the, the Area Agency on Aging has some stuff, and also uh, roadside parks are starting to open up. Very important meetings coming up. Please get out your calendar, your pen. Write this in pen, not pencil. Uh, it's May 1st mm -hmm. is the 16th Annual Region 4 Area Agency on Aging Legislative Forum. That sounds exciting. Well, they're going to be actually, I mean, these are things that you got to talk about. You mm -hmm. have to talk about direct care is a big concern for seniors. Absolutely. You know, the longer that you live, the more help you might need. Mm -hmm. And the more you want to stay in your home, that requires care. And with the pandemic, there was a shortage of healthcare workers mm -hmm. all throughout the system, but especially for direct care workforce. So they're talking about a direct, a direct care workforce shortage. That's one of the topics they're going to talk about. Uh, at the Area Agency on Aging Legislative Forum. On hand, you will have state representatives Joey Andrews, Pauline Wenzel, Brad Paquette, Steve Kara. Uh, you'll have uh, uh, representatives from Senators Eric Nesbitt's office, Jonathan Lindsay's office. The forum is May 1st, 2 p.m. to 3.30 at the Campus for Creative Aging in St. Joseph, and everyone is invited to attend. That's yeah, a great spot uh, for you to be able to have good conversations with people that can help you make those decisions. You know, and sometimes you just might not know what's mm -hmm. available to you. No. And so forums like this really help you understand, all right, what kind of what kind of problems are you facing right now? Here's some stuff that's already in place that can help. Absolutely. Uh, and some other places that are in place and things you need to mark your calendars for is coming up on Friday. The roadside parks That's right. uh, are starting to open up. Uh, MDOT said, hey, got uh, 85 roadside parks around the state. Yes. Uh, some here in southwest Michigan, but some that you always love to go and check out. Um, 
Great stuff. Uh, that uh, They closed in October, so they're reopening here this spring on, what was that, 28th is Friday? Yep, this Friday. Um, artesian flow of, of M140. Yeah, Water, Water Valley. That's a good spot. Yeah. Also, a ton of other uh, roadside parks as well. Now, parks are scheduled to open Friday. Uh, if you want to go check those out, don't expect... Uh, drinking water at all parks to be turned on until uh, sometime later in May because it is going to get a little bit colder uh, here in the next couple weeks. And then there's uh, they also have to do some testing and treatment of those water systems. But if you want to check out a map of the status of MDOT roadside parks, we got a link for you at moodyonthemarket.com. So good stuff. That's right. If, you, if you're on the road, if you're doing a little road tripping around the mitten, you can stop at one of these roadside parks. I love the roadside parks. So the ones that you can see yeah. really cool stuff and kind of go like overlook parks. Oh, yeah. Those They're are always beautiful. neat. Do Beautiful. some bird watching. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Check out all those stories and more at MoodyOnTheMarket.com and stay in the know with what's going on in our community. Uh, your Moody on the Market update brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.